Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We got Bubba Carpenter ready to join us. Let's uh, play his intro and get Bubba in here. Uh, that'd be if I could find the intro. Oh, that would be that would be copacetic. But uh, I've been searching here the last minute or so, and uh, no dice. Well, Todd's feeling filling in for Christian, who's not feeling well, so it's no big deal. Johnson's Home Center. And Benton brings us Bubba Carpenter every single Monday. Johnson's Home Center has basically everything. In fact, if they don't have it, you, you don't need you it. You don't need it. Yes, that's Johnson's Home Center in Benton. Bubba, welcome in. How are you? What's going on, fellas? Hey, before we talk baseball, I got a, I got a basketball question. Um, was it just me or did the announcers during the game have a love affair for Duke during, that, during, the, during the basketball game? It was just. They just slobbered all over Duke the whole game, I thought. Was that just me? No, it's not you. It's uh, every fan in Arkansas. It's nauseating. It's just, it just the love affair for Duke, uh, Coach K, for uh, the, from the officials. It's just every, Duke, 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 ESPN. Everything's just slammed down your throat. Enough with Duke. Enough, enough, enough. All right. Let's, uh, now that I've found what we need, let's go ahead and do this properly. Rewind. Here we go. Start over. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. You know, I said all of that except for let's let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. I, that's the only thing I failed to do. Don't worry, Bubba. We'll edit all that out in post-production, and so it'll just seem, you know, by the time people hear this, it'll just seem natural. Okay. Yeah. Tell Todd he's doing a great job. <laughs> Appreciate that, Bubba. You just did. How are you? During the basketball game, it was just frustrating because it's just just nauseating to listen to uh, the announcers just on and on about Coach K and Duke. What are you doing? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing listening to the announcers? Why aren't you listening to Chuck and Coach Z? Because that's what we're supposed to do for baseball, right? We turn down the (laughs) announcers that just make us sick and listen to you and Phil. Okay, well, I listened to the first part of the game. I listened to. uh, the Chuck and Z, and they're awesome. And then I wanted to see part of the game just to kind of see what was going on, and then it was just nauseating. And so the, the, I just couldn't take it, so I had to, I had to turn it off. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, good recovery. Off. Good, good, good recovery, Bubba. Appreciate it. Um, Baseball-wise, uh, yesterday told us a lot about this team. Don't, can't, or, or am I reading too much into it? I think yesterday's game, that win was huge for this team to uh, to be put in a situation like that, to win a series and, and to come through, I, I thought it was big. It was. And, you know, good teams find a way to win. And, and the Razorbacks do it. I mean, that's 12 conference series in a row uh, that we've won. That's that's pretty remarkable when you think back about it. Um, and we didn't play good baseball, guys. It was really, uh, you know, you can look and say, well, Missouri kind of handed us the game. Uh, but we took advantage of their mistakes, and that's what good teams do. You know, we could have, you know, w- we made a mistake or two, but they made uh, they they made several. We took advantage of them, and ultimately we won the series. And if you can win the series when you really don't play that well, um, then then that's 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 huge. But hey, hats off to Jackson Wiggins. He was he was mm-hmm. awesome yesterday. 
and we really needed that start from him. So he came up big for us. Do you think he, he just got a little tired there in the eighth inning? Yeah, he did. I mean, he was at he was at ninety what ninety two pitches going into the eighth. Ended up with one hundred nine pitches, and you know I think he just got a little tired. Um, and you know that's the difference right now in this year versus mm-hmm. last year. You know, you think about it. Last year we'd have gone to Costu and the probably in the seventh we'd have gone to Cops in the eighth and the ninth. And you know it's it's a different it's a different year. You know this is this is life without Kevin Cops down there in the bullpen right now and. Uh, Although Brady Tiger's been huge for us, man. He came in throwing that curveball. And I don't know if you guys have, have seen it in person yet. It, you see it on TV, but that doesn't do it justice. His spin rate is – I've got him over 3,100 RPM spin rate wow. on, the, on the breaking ball. Supposedly they've got him at 3,300 um, on the road this weekend. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's that's crazy spin right there. And so the, the ball – I mean, guys know it's coming. They still can't hit it. Mm. You know, he uh, he's fun, and I've seen a couple of those on Twitter, the overlays where it's his his normal pitch and then the curveball and just the, the – you know, it's the same slot. It's coming at the batter, and then one goes one way and one goes the other way, and it's almost a helpless uh, situation for the batter. Oh, it is. Yeah, on uh, Pitching Ninja, when you watch those overlays on Pitching Ninja, um, it's crazy because one ends up up and in, a fastball up and in at, at 95, 96. The other, the curveball ends up down and away, you know, in the dirt. And so the, he's gotten so much break on that pitch. But what I like about him is his mound presence. Uh, it, the, the coaching staff loves him. The players love him. He's not lacking for confidence. In a situation like that, he wants the game on the line and he wants the ball at that situation. And for a, you know, for a, for a freshman to have stones like that, that's, that says a lot about this kid. He's going to be really good. He's probably going to end up being a starter for us down the road. But right now we kind of need him in that in that closer role, and he's been uh, he's been great so far. Bubba, when is the last time that Van Horn gave his starting pitchers this much leeway? Because I feel like it's been a while. I mean, uh, you know, used to be we were like, wow, I thought he may have another inning left in him, and now it's almost like, well, I think he just got a little tired there in the last inning, and they they had to take him out. Uh, it's it's almost it's it's a different philosophy, isn't it? It really is, and. It just goes to, to the to the lack of confidence in the in the end of that bullpen. To be honest with you, now now with that being said, we got three stars with really good stuff. Uh, Hagen Smith. There were a couple times yesterday or Saturday I thought they were going to take Hagen out, and they stuck with him. And you know it's it's uh, it's really on Saturday you, you'd already used Brady and Zeb on Friday night, and so you're like, okay, who do we go to? And we really need to get some confidence and some new guys down there. You know, there's several guys. You know, I've got a lot of texts over the weekend. People are like, well, who else do we have? Well, we got a whole bunch of guys down there. Gabe Starks actually came in and gave us a really good inning. But you guys have heard me talk about some of these names down there. Mark Adamiak's down there. You got Nick Moulton, mm-hmm. a freshman at those upper 90s. Uh, you got Heston Told. Nick Griffin's going to be a stud. Isaac Bracken, as soon as he gets healthy, he'll be back. Um, uh, Mark Adamiak. Uh, I mean, there's so many guys down there that we can go to, and Dave just needs to get a couple of those guys need to step up so Dave has confidence in them. Because I, I, what worries me, I'm glad that our starters are going deep, but when you've got three starters going over 100 pitches, you know, every weekend, I'm, I worry about what's going to happen mid-May, early June. You know, are they going to start to get dead arm? Or you know, are they going to? You know, that that's what worries me is wearing those guys down but 
you know, right now that they feel like that's their best chance to win. And, and boy, they're, they're all three really good. And I never thought we'd be complaining about our starters going so deep in the game, but <laughs> you know, Hey, it's, it's a great problem to have, but what, what sucks is our, our bullpen guys aren't getting the work in that they need. And so we've got a small handful of guys down there that have been throwing. The other guys aren't getting the innings in because of rain out or whatever. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get these games in Tuesday, Wednesday. So some of those guys can get out there on the mound and throw. Well, and that's what, yeah, I was about to say Tuesday and Wednesday is huge for the little rock. You know, if nothing else, uh, fans, these Razorback baseball fans, you need to watch these guys coming in and getting some innings and see if they're, they're somebody who, who can help out of the bullpen on the weekend. I think so. And the weather looks horrible on Wednesday. Well, tomorrow will be good. I, I hope we play two tomorrow. Mm. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not DVH and, and, you know, but I, I, think, I think Wednesday looks really bad weather-wise. Every time I look at it, the rain looks worse. But there might be a window in there. I don't know. But, well, I hope we get both games in because there's a lot of arms that we need to get out there on the mound before Mississippi State this weekend because we can't keep riding those same couple guys over and over every weekend. Uh, Wednesday, a high of 67, a low of 37. That didn't look bad. The 100% chance of rain does not look good for baseball. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bill and I talked about that earlier. He's like, who's the guy that decides to make it 100% chance? Because then you can't miss it. You know, you got to be you got to be really sure if you're going to say 100% chance of rain. Yeah, so, no wiggle room uh, at all. Yeah, and that's when you yeah. know. You know when they say 100%, there's no wiggle room, so you know they know it's got to rain. So there's zero percent the chance they're going to be wrong. So it's almost like snow. When they're saying we're getting snow, you know we're getting snow because there's yeah. you don't mess up on snow. That's one thing you don't mess up on. But you know, there's too many too many people get either excited or freaked out about snow. So when they're saying it's going to snow, you know it's going to snow. It's like and that's the same thing. 100% chance of rain, it's going to rain. The question is how much and for how long. Yeah, let's just hope they uh, hope, hope they get those games in because like I said, man, those guys need to be out there on the mound and and get some innings in. But, you know, there were so many things about this weekend. You know, the baseballs, I don't know if y'all heard anything about the baseballs, but, you know, the guys all complained baseballs were slick. It's like they didn't rub them up at all. Um, took them right out of the package. Now, both teams have to throw with them, but mm-hmm. I think that that was kind of a difference. Uh, the wind was a factor. Uh, we hit a couple balls to left on Saturday that any other day, any other ballpark in America, they're bombs. And they get caught. I don't know if you saw Lanzilli's ball. Lanzilli hit it. He starts jogging and point down. He was pointing at the dugout as he was running around the bases. Left fielder catches the ball. So um, I'm going to give him some grief about that tomorrow when I see him. But, uh, you know, that just goes to show you how hard that wind was blowing in from left. But the ball's being slick and not rubbed up. You're on a turf field, so you can't find dirt anywhere. You know, you've got rosin, but rosin's no good without a little bit of dirt or something to throw on there with it. So, makes it makes it kind of tough. And I know guys had a hard time with it. What do you? What's your thoughts on uh, all turf? I hate it. It just doesn't seem like baseball. So, I coached our our high school showcase teams during the summer, and there's a lot of there's a lot of ballparks we go to that's all turf, and I just don't like it. And you know, I carry I carry a can of dirt with me. Um, those fields because you can't find dirt you got to be able to rub up the balls a lot of these coaches they either don't know better or they don't care they'll just they'll open a ball up and throw it out there without being rubbed up and so i'll, I'll get the ball and i'll rub it up with a little bit of dirt and raws and then give it to my pitcher um but i hate them it just doesn't feel like baseball to me a dirt 
basically a, a turf mound and a turf home plate area where there's no dirt at all, uh, turf base paths. Just doesn't seem like baseball, and that's why I love Baum Walker so much. It's got a just a traditional baseball feel to it. When I'm playing, I want to be dirty. I want to. I want dirt all over my uniform. I, you know, I just I don't like the feeling of the all turf field. It just kind of sucks. Bubba Carpenter with us. Thanks to our friends at Johnson Home Center in Benton, uh, Arkansas five and one in the SEC. They're in first place in the SEC West. Auburn, LSU, A&M, Mississippi State, who's coming into Baumwalker Stadium this weekend, is they're all three and three. You're, you're two weekends down. Your thoughts on the SEC West? Man, it's crazy out there. It really is. You don't know what's going to happen. It's still too early to see, but you know, you get you get some teams. You know, South Carolina gets swept one week, and then they take two out of three from Bandy. Um, man, it's it's just it's crazy what's going on out there, but. I like where we're at. Of course, you know, the, the front end of our schedule is not as tough as the back end is going to be. But, you know, any anything can happen right now. And and you just don't know going into a series. You, you can't overlook anybody because anyone can beat you on any given day. And, it's you know, it's, it's the tough thing about the, the SEC. Now, Mississippi State coming in this weekend, you know, they won it all last year. They had a couple of key injuries. A starter, a Sims, went down. Uh, their Friday night starter, their best bullpen guy, went down with an injury, mm-hmm. and they've just kind of fallen apart. And so who knows what we're going to get this weekend with them, but we know they have a ton of talent on their team. We'll just see what team shows up Friday night because they've been kind of feast or famine. You know, Kentucky was a perfect example. Arkansas swept them last weekend, then they go and win two out of three from Georgia, and Georgia had won their first series. So it was, you know, I, I was convinced Kentucky was terrible after watching them for three games and their fielding, and, you know, I was just like, they're not going to do much. And then they go and beat Georgia and take two out of three from them. So it is. It, it, it's, it's crazy, and it just shows you. And, the, and I heard, I think it was, uh, it was Braden Webb, after Arkansas swept Kentucky, it's like every game's the same. You know, it's great that we get a sweep, but this one victory right here is the same as, you know, later on in the year if it's to keep from getting swept. You know, it's just right. every game counts the same. You've heard, you hear Van Horn all the time, but when you see what's happening around the SEC, it really it makes sense that every game is so uh, uh, vital, you know, for, your, for the SEC standings. It is, and you know, people think, "Oh, it's just a baseball cliche." It's not. I mean, it's so true. Every you get thirty games. Every game is really important. You know, if you get if you can get that sweep, that's awesome. But boy, the key is winning the series. And I don't know if you guys were watching the game or not. I talked I talked to Michael Turner this morning. We're talking about the replays and how many replays they've gotten wrong. And you probably listened to me and Phil. Well, Wes, you probably haven't haven't listened, but um, Justin probably has, and Todd. But um, the the uh, replay booth is terrible, and that when they they, they send those to, to Birmingham, um, and it's just it's sorry, um, are y'all? Sorry, I didn't know a couple calls coming in. Um, so You're they're good. missing a ton of re- reviews. Uh, there was one the Wiggins the hit by pitch that guy that did not hit that guy's hand. It hit the bat, and the guy goes to first base, and he tells Stovall, "Oh, they're going to call me back." Well. You know, it was obvious it hit the bat. Well, they didn't call him back. They said it hit his hit his hand. Um, the one with Gregory scoring at home plate on the you know the first baseman caught the ball, tagged the bag through to second. Gregory clearly he clearly crossed home plate before they got to out at second. And they said he scored. Then they went back and reviewed it and said no. 
Hmm. Um, but he scored on that. And I don't know if y'all saw the replay. I was just listening to the radio. But I wanted to know, so I called uh, Michael Turner this morning. And he's like, yeah, he said some of those calls were horrible that they didn't review. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. And, and I know last week against Kentucky, there were several that Phil and I were like, oh, yeah, they're going to reverse this one. And then they don't. Mm-hmm. So we're, Phil's trying to come up with a name. You guys can help him out maybe. Come up with a good name for the room in uh, Birmingham. I think uh, someone said pit of confusion. Uh, that sounds good to me because, I mean, that's based on what you're describing, that, you know, that that's that's what comes across. Oh, it's, it's terrible. And I don't know, some of these are so blatantly obvious. I don't know how you can get them wrong. I wish they would just let the, the umpires just review it on the field. Don't send it back to Birmingham because, in my mind, you got some some guy sitting there with an old Miss jersey on making the call. You know, oh, yeah, here, Arkansas, yeah, we're not going to review that. Or we're not going to reverse it. I don't know. It's just the, it's the, the skeptic in me, I guess. My glass is usually half full, but when it comes to replays mm-hmm. right now, I have zero confidence. All right, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Uh, fresh pitching staff. You know, everybody's uh, the starting rotation's fresh. You got to win one game. Who are you starting? Wow. Boy, that's a tough one. Right now, yeah. Jackson Wiggins is is money. Um, I don't think you could go wrong with either of our three guys. Yeah. To be honest with you, Jackson's really good. Connor Nolan was awesome. Um, you know, till he, till he gets tired. When he gets tired, that two seamer starts staying up, and he gets hit a little bit. But uh, I don't think you can go wrong. But if I had to pick the guy right now, I think it'd be I think it'd be Jackson Wiggins. You know, going into the series, teams are hitting what one one fifty one against him. I mean, it's ridiculous batting average again. Um, I mean, with that with that changeup, the fastball, the slider. Now he can work both sides of the plate. He's throwing ninety six, ninety seven, uh, touching ninety eight occasionally. Uh, I think you got to go with Jackson Wiggins. He's just been dominant. Yeah. It's it is, and I thought it was a tough question too because all three are pitching well, and who would have thought that you know uh, two months ago that the the pitch the starting pitching is kind of cut, you know, carrying the team right now. It's a story so far. It it really is. Who would you pick if you could pick one? I would have gone with Wiggins too. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it makes it tough, man. There's, I mean, even he can fall behind two o three one and still get a guy out with a fastball and. You know, it's it's hard to do in the SEC, but boy, he just he's got such good life on that fastball, and uh, it doesn't look like he's throwing that hard. It's just nice, smooth, easy power, but boy, that ball's getting up on you in a hurry. But when Connor gets in one of those grooves, he makes it look easy. You know, it's just one of those that. But you can say the same thing about all three of them, honestly. But right now, it's a it's a it's a huge benefit for Arkansas and Van Horn and the pitching staff to have three guys. Because uh, I look around at starting rotations for some of these other teams, and there are holes and, and gaps in their starting rotation. And yeah. Arkansas right now doesn't have that. Knock on wood. Bubba, we got to go. Thank you, as always. Uh, thanks to Johnson's Home Center in Benton. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Have a good week. Go Hawks. <laughs>